going up. Doors opening. And your data bar. Have a read through the folder, particularly the pages with the red border along the edge. The rest here is general, so have a good read through the folder. Fill out a questionnaire and you can pop it back when you're ready. Now, this is the main processing laboratory. And in here, I need to put gloves on. Does any of those three questions there apply to you? I used to talk to Sarah in my, when she was in my tummy when I was in Mount Carmel and I used to say to her, I said, you're going to have to fight for yourself because I'm not going to be there for you. So I knew I was in for a rough ride. When the tubes come in from the clinic, they have a gel located in the bottom of the tube and when we centrifuge the tube, the gel uh, acts to separate the plasma from the red cells and the centrifuge is used to do that. So they're spun for 10 minutes at 3,000 RPM. I received 36 units of blood. They absolutely saved my life. I'm Fiona, thank you for coming in. Are you feeling well and healthy? Yeah. Have you had any recent cough, cold, sore throat or upset stomach? Are you undergoing any form of medical or dental treatment at the moment? Did you take anti-inflammatory medication in the last 48 hours? Did you take any aspirin? With Sarah, I had some complications with my placenta. I had placenta previa, which is fairly common in pregnancy. And I also had a condition called accretia, which is not so common. And this is the condition that caused all the problems. And my obstetrician obviously was aware of this, and she was anticipating a bit of a bleed at the birth. And I think for this reason, she had a little bit of a plan in place. Have you had any contact with anybody else with an infectious illness that you were aware of over the last four weeks? Did you ever receive a blood transfusion? Have you ever taken care of or handled any monkeys or other bodily fluids? Have you had any operations carried out in the UK or Northern Ireland since January 1st, 1980? That includes eye laser treatment, root canal treatment or eye surgery. Event. We are here to test for samples that have viral infection so we're testing for HIV we're testing for hepatitis C and hepatitis B I was admitted to hospital at 29 week gestation and so I was in for two weeks before she was born they said to me that there was a chance that I probably would have a hysterectomy but she was a good weight I mean I, all my boys were 9 and 10 pounds so she was heading the same direction so she had that to her advantage and the fact that she was a girl as well, I remember um, my obstetrician said she was so delighted when she saw that there was a girl because girls seemingly are stronger than the boys, they're fighters. So I'm just putting on a pair of gloves. So I need a little drop of blood from the tip of one of your fingers. So if I could borrow a hand, please. What happens is we take the whole blood and break it down into its components. And the main components are uh, the red cells, plasma, and there's a third component from some packs, which is the buffy coat. We can use that to make pooled platelets. And you can see it hanging in the racks over there. The first bleed obviously brought her into the world, and then um, the second bleed 
was it what's called a postpartum hemorrhage and that's just a, a thing that can happen in pregnancy when you bleed out a lot and that was the bleed that I knew I was in serious trouble because I could feel um, my body shutting down and um, I remember looking at my vital signs monitor of course being the nurse obsessing on the blood pressure and the pulse and I could see it just dropping before my eyes and my husband knew I was in trouble I knew I was in trouble and as I said it's very hard to explain how you feel when you're bleeding out but if you can imagine just a sink full of water and somebody, you know, with a stopper in it and then somebody unplugs that stopper and all that water rushes down the drain, that's how quickly I felt my body emptying and how quickly I felt my myself shutting down. And, you know, your mind is the last thing to go because while I was very weak, my mind was racing all the time. And you were aware that you were in danger? Oh, yes, very much aware and my husband was aware and... We kind of, well, he more said his goodbyes more than I did. I was afraid to acknowledge it, you know. I just had a picture of my three boys in my head and um, I just bargained with God. I said, just don't let, just don't let them um, grow up without a mammy. Okay, so what I'm going to do now is just bring you outside. They then bring you through to the clinic room. It takes about 10 minutes to take blood from anybody. And if during the blood donation you feel at all unwell or uncomfortable, we prefer that you tell us because we can stop if needs be. If the needle is causing you any problem or any discomfort, again, we'd like to know, all right? And take it as easy as you can after you donate. Drink plenty of fluids. You can squeeze away on the bone a good few times there. Okay, we'll get you to stop squeezing on the bone and we'll start running, okay? That's you. That feel okay? The babies we get here in a unit like this are often very premature infants. And premature babies have a very small circulating blood volume. We deal with many babies weighing around about a kilogram in birth weight who have been born maybe 10 or 12 weeks prematurely. And it's reflective to think that their total blood volume is 90 mils, which is only 3 fluid ounces. And obviously they can, get, they can lose some of this blood very readily. Firstly, you have to take repeated blood tests for laboratory monitoring of the infant. The second problem about these premature babies is that the bone marrow is very sluggish. They don't replace blood as readily as older people or adults. And for this reason then they become anemic and that's really the common reasons why they'll need a blood transfusion. You don't have the biggest veins in the world, that's for sure. You should see me legs. <laughs> <laughs> I won't take you up on that option. Okay. Okay. But thanks very much. <laughs> The machine is, is just agitating the, the blood on the pack. It just there's a, an anti-clotting agent already in the bag and it needs to rotate and just agitate it basically to, so that it mixes in evenly with the blood. We are here to test for samples that have viral infection. So we're testing for HIV, we're testing for hepatitis C and hepatitis B. And what we're really interested in is the very early stages of infections. Donors might not even be aware that they have an infection, and that's why we're here, is to test those donors. 
Now, I believe I had 14 blood transfusions, and I remember waking up then in the high dependency unit in Mount Carmel when I had a second bleed. I was whisked back into theatre for the second time that evening, and I received a further 22 units of blood. And I woke up then the following day in the intensive care unit in St. James's. Just when it reaches a certain point, we label up the pack. You okay so far? Yeah, yeah, grand, yeah. That's low. No, it's coming out fine. Just been another couple of minutes now. And after you give the transfusion, do you noticeably see a difference in the baby? You do. They look pinker. The second thing you notice is the baby starts to feed more. A lot of these babies, when they come anemic, they, they get breathless and don't feed very well. And you suddenly find they're, they're emptying their bottles again. And they're also being just more active. And uh, you know, it makes a difference. Straight away, you see the difference. It's very gratifying. Yes. Neither of us have looked back, thank God. Blood donors provided doctors and nurses with the blood and the platelets that they needed to keep me alive. And if it wasn't for blood donors, well, I wouldn't be here right now. So, I mean, I have a huge, I have an overwhelming sense of gratitude from the day she was born to this. The machine will um, signal that the donation is over. It'll beep now shortly and it'll clamp off by itself. We'll just clamp it off the pressure on the donor's arm. Just take that bone off you there. And then we put another silver seal clamp on the line as well. I know that your husband is kind of on a, a personal mission. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes, his personal mission is to give the 36 units back. So he's given 12 units so far. I'll just put the plaster on. No, but I'll just get you to put two fingers, good firm pressure on top of the plaster there for the next four to five minutes. You feel okay? Yeah, grand, yeah. I'll just put this pack away and I'll be back over shortly, okay? Thank you. Thank you.